Halala! Top of the morning to you, Sakina. Do you still think that Masai Sai will stay in the premiership next year? <laughs> Why are you asking me? <laughs> I, I feel so sorry for them. I mean, really. Uh, we like, all do, really but you've got to do what you need uh, to do to keep you up. So let's pray for them. Let's pray. It's, it's, yeah, it's not over till, yeah. Yeah, yeah, till it's over. So we'll pray for them. But um, looking at what's happening, um, you know, uh, on the Asian markets, Asian stocks outside Japan, um, they fell from a seven-year high. And we're also seeing the oil prices retreating, Clive. Keith, you go to sleep and go for a holiday. You come back and things are looking red (laughs) on the Asian markets, I tell you. Um, Gold was very steady yesterday and surging up Monday amid speculations that mixed U.S. data, Sakina, uh, meant that the Federal uh, Reserve interest rate increase will be delayed. So that's what created this bit of a surge. So what started happening is that you saw the Asian market start to slow down because remember their momentum was based on the fact that this uh, interest rate will happen sooner rather than later. Now with the delay from the Fed showing that obviously there's still some technical problems that need to be sorted out before they can officially say that they are going to continue with the rate cut, with the rate increase in actual fact. That sort of made them feel a bit uneasy, and the MSA, MSCI Asia-Pacific Index uh, uh, um, slipped down 0.2% early hours of this morning. So again, some other interesting news out of the Asian market, obviously, is that PetroChina, which is Asia's biggest company by market value, it slid down by 5.1% at the same time, posting its lowest quarterly profits on record. Uh, China's Petroleum and Chemical Corporation also tumbled 4.1% it was down. And also, uh, Wang Tianpu, which is the number two official Asia's largest um, uh, oil refiner, was also named uh, in a corruption probe. That guy that was involved in that corruption uh, was the general manager, and he seemed to be in much in a lot of hot water because he couldn't prove the tax uh, uh, statement that was made for him over the last uh, four years that he's been at the helm. So he's also in trouble. So that also sort of like made the Asian markets very difficult to trade this morning. Mm. And um, one company that's uh, not in the red at the moment, Apple Inc. And I see that iPhone is reeling in buyers in China, Clive. And um, they are sending quarterly profits up by a whopping 33%. Yeah, I mean, Sakina is incredible. Uh, really, to see what iPhone and Apple have been able to do in the Chinese market. Remember what they're competing against, Sakina. They're competing against guys who know how to make the stuff, how to make the product, but they're competing on a brand level. So it's like fighting with um, other brands, but you are a luxury brand. So the prices, for them to keep the profit margins high, they have to sell twice as much, and as well as make sure that the margins are still not affected and are still in in the same standard to the rest of the world. Uh, What's happened over the last couple of years is that they've been able to penetrate the upper upper middle class of the Asian market people. Um, So the net income in the period that ended March 26 was 13.6 billion U.S. dollars, Sakina. 13.6 billion U.S. dollars. (laughs) That is quite incredible. Um, Revenue rose by 27% to 58 billion U.S. dollars. The other market, anybody who's fighting against them in that particular market is failing dismally because we thought that maybe because you've got other subscribers or other cell phone giants 
who are Chinese makers as well, who have been playing in the same space and are much cheaper than Apple, would make, make it difficult for them to win. Mm. But Tim Cook says China is a very strategic partnership and they're willing to fight to the end to make sure that it works, and it is working. But what's the appeal of that Apple brand? I think it has to do with the fact that it's a vegetable and uh, a fruit and a vegetable. And, you know, people like fruit better than vegetables. No, I'm joking. Sakina, on a serious note, on a serious note, this, the trick behind Apple has always been about brand power. And they've been able to strategically position themselves so well that they sound good. You know, when you touch the phone, the iPhone, when you feel it, when you use it, it makes you feel so good to know that you own them. And people are actually, you know, you've seen people queue for days on end waiting for new releases. They've been able to build up enough momentum, specifically in the youth, uh, to make them a powerful brand. I think, for me, that is the trick, despite the fact that all, <laughs> all the parts of the phone are not made in America. <laughs> <laughs> Clive, but uh, uh, this week, what can we expect uh, on on the JSE? Uh, given that we have another public holiday coming up, yeah, it's going to be very difficult. Uh, investors, when it's a three day long week, uh, don't do too many changes to their portfolios. They're not going to do anything drastic. They're not going to trade in and out. There might be some data that come out comes out uh, later this week uh, that might see uh, surges in particular areas, but I doubt it will make anything different. I think that we might see a very slow and uh, 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 tired JSE this week, especially after the rallies from last week, remember, Sakina. So we might see just a slightly slow, easygoing JSE, uh, very flat, and then we might start picking up again next week on Monday.